The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? And Jesus said to him in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Leopards are cleansed. The deaf hear The dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed? Swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing. Those who wear fine clothing are in royal places. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you. Among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. We have certain expectations of one another, don't we? We expect certain people to do certain things. That certainly is true with elections. We elect people to represent us, and we expect them to do certain things. We expect things from those around us, too. Those who work for us, or those for whom we work, we expect things from our employers. And we expect things from those we love, most of all, those we love. And we expect the greater things from those who are closest to us. And when something happens, and what we expected doesn't, we begin to think that something has gone very wrong. We may become upset, because our world has been, for the moment, become disorganized or uncertain. We want to bring order back into that world. Because we exist with expectations, don't we? And when the expectations aren't met, our world changes. That's true with us, too. People have expectations of us and don't always get them. 
And then sometimes we get more than we had planned on, more than we'd even hoped for, or more than we wanted. Such is the case with John the Baptist. He knows whom he has come to bring, whom he has come to point out. He knows what his job is, or so he thought. But it would seem that his expectations were not exactly what was to be. We don't know what he thought the Messiah would do. Was he expecting some some great mass conversion of Israel? Maybe. Was he expecting a certain type of behavior, a certain manifestation of power, of magnetism that would attract everyone in the world to our Lord? and completely transform not only the nation, but the culture. Maybe. God could have done it if he wanted to. Was he expecting a political messiah, to some extent? At least someone who would drive out the Romans, or just get them to leave. We don't really know what he was expecting, although he could well have been expecting a total transformation of the world in which he lived, and the world that he knew. After all, when God comes to earth, wouldn't you expect that? I would. And when he comes the second time, it will be like that. But not this time. This time he's he's come to do something else, and even John doesn't understand it. Even though he's announced him as the Lamb of God, he still doesn't know what that means. He still doesn't grasp why he has come to earth. And so he sends disciples when he's in prison and he asks the question, are you the one who, was, who is to come first? Or should we look for another? Are you the one? Imagine. And our Lord now must instruct his cousin in who he is. He will instruct him from the scriptures, from the Old Testament. Who were you expecting? What did the prophets tell you to expect? What did the prophets insist must happen when the Messiah came? So he says to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. That should be enough. What? Exactly what the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all of them talked about. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. I've come. I've come to do what you should have known I'd come to do. This is the sign that I am here, that God has come to earth. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. Because most of his people do. They are offended that he's not the Messiah they wanted. They are offended that he's not doing the things they wanted. They are offended that too much has come. They're expecting one thing and they got infinitely more than they were expecting and will not accept it. And so then our Lord speaks to them about John the Baptist. So they're all confused. We think this is all going to be so logical, but it isn't. There's a general confusion amongst the people. Not that John came, they're expecting him. Not that he announces someone else, they're expecting someone to come. 
but in fact what this someone is doing and who he is. That is something that they can't deal with and can't accept, or won't rather. And so our Lord then says, uh, what did you go out to the desert to see? He's asking about John the Baptist. What were you expecting? A reed swayed by the wind? Someone dressed in fine clothing? In other words, the rich and the powerful? Those you will find in royal palaces. That's not who John the Baptist is. John the Baptist, as we know, comes as the new Elijah. He's not dressed in fine clothing. He has a strange outfit, the outfit of Elijah. Camel's hair, a leather belt, strange behavior, a strange diet. To see a prophet? John the Baptist is the last of the prophets. Yes, Albert says, yes, a prophet. Someone who will make known the will of God. Someone who will proclaim the will of God. In fact, will proclaim the reality of God and the presence of God. So he speaks then and says, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John the Baptist came, and John the Baptist received divine life. It's been the teaching of the church that the Blessed Mother was conceived without original sin, and that John the Baptist was born without it, because of the mission that God had given him to do. But the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. What then do you and I experience? We experience things that John never experienced. We actually can not only know the Lord as he knew him, but we can receive the kingdom of heaven that he never did. The Lord comes to us in his body and blood. What a great gift that John never knew. But we do. We then become, by the very fact of our baptism... And by the fact of what we receive, prophets. We, strengthened by the life of God coming into us, then proclaim the kingdom of God in our world. We are prophetic people. And we have to take that very seriously. I don't think we think of ourselves that way very often, do we? As prophets. And prophets, remember, don't primarily predict the future. They simply make known the will of God here and now, whatever that might be. Now, the world in which we live will say, don't do it. If you try, we're going to come after you. We will put all the force that we have in opposition to you. And many people will say, in that case, I will not be prophetic. I will not live a prophetic life. But we can't do that. Our lives have to be prophetic. They have to be lives of sacrifice, lives of victimal love, Lives that say to the world, someone has come and is still here. For most of the world, Jesus came once and that was all. For most of the world, Jesus came once and will come again. For you and for me, it's very different. But Catholics, we have to say, he has come, he will come, 
and now I will bring them to you here. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you preparing for the coming of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will be visible signs of the kingdom of God, be truly prophetic people, the church suffering, the church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our nation and all nations of the world, that they will listen to the voice of the prophets in their midst, the voice calling them to Jesus Christ and his church. For our elected officials and for peace, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, for those who are dying, that they may know in their suffering that they make Jesus Christ present and they are prophetic in their suffering for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost the faith. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life and this month especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, especially from our own parish and diocese, those young men and women who will accept the role of prophet in our world. For a greater reverence for the prophetic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our administrator, Monsignor Chagru, for our new bishop, whomever he may be, for our priests, deacons, seminarians, for the American hierarchy, that they in particular will accept the burden of being prophets They will realize in their priesthood that they are by nature prophetic. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed And for all of us here, we will recognize uh, the prophetic nature that we possess that comes from the grace of baptism, particularly the grace of the Eucharist. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Prophets as we sing. Mm -hmm. 